Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you? Good morning, Jason. Doing great. Excellent, excellent, Bill. And I understand that uh, you've achieved a certain milestone. Well, getting there. Not quite. Um, uh, next, actually, in August, mid-August, I will have been helping people professionally for 42 years. Wow. It's a long time. That's incredible. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> well, that's a big achievement. There are folks who've done it for longer, but, uh, you know. I, Not many. That, uh, uh, and uh, truthfully, uh, at least from uh, the kind of work that I do, uh, experience matters. It, it makes a big difference in the quality of, of advice that I can give people. And, and I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I've, I've been able to do it as long and want to continue doing it as long as I possibly can. Uh, my uncle, who was one of the uh, most wonderful lawyers, probably one of the best lawyers ever, um, uh, he practiced law until nine, he was 92. So he was my wow. mentor, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I can make it that long. <laughs> you, get, you got a ways to go, Bill. Now, he said he retired when he turned 90. That's when he sold his law building. But uh, uh, he, he actually continued to help other attorneys uh, uh, right up until his death. So uh, he was an extraordinary man and one that I always looked up to in a big way. In fact, they uh, that he represented the town of Elkin, North Carolina, for more than 50 years. Wow. And when they built a new town hall, they named the town hall after him. That's great. So it's the Lewis Alexander Town Hall. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> so that's pretty – and, you know, the, the other thing, I was very fortunate. Uh, I had wonderful parents. Uh, and I was the only one in my family, uh, uh, immediate family, I should say, that actually followed – uh, to some degree, uh, in my father's footsteps, my dad was an attorney. Uh, of course, his brother was too. In fact, he had two brothers who were attorneys, uh, uh, both extraordinary attorneys and wonderful people. Um, and uh, my my dad, uh, uh, I mean, both my uncle and my dad uh, were had very meaningful lives that uh, meant a whole lot to their communities and. Um, I'm not anywhere close to that level yet, but I'm still working on it. Uh, my my dad was, uh, and and some of the old timers may uh, remember my dad, uh, not from the Raleigh area, but fr- from uh, west, you know, basically down towards the Charlotte area. Uh, his name was Hugh Alexander, and he was a member of Congress back uh, in the dark ages in the <laughs> 1950s. Uh, he served for ten years and. Um, uh, but uh, that was back when being a member of Congress uh, was a meaningful thing. <laughs> back when people had to be uh, couldn't be scoundrels and and uh, were basically good folks, and they t- the Democrats and the Republicans talked to each other and compromised and made good laws, and and uh, you know that that was uh, back when politics wasn't what it is today. I mean, I, I don't understand why anyone wants to put themselves out there uh, to, uh, to, to be elected in the kind of environment that, uh, that we have today. It's pretty sad where, where we are. 
uh, as a country, uh, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, but 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 the, but the bottom line is is that um, uh, I feel very very good about where I am and being able to help people at this point. Uh, and and that goes in to uh, a topic that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, and it's it's one where most people are all the way on one side or all the way on the, the other side with the issue, sort of like Democrats and Republicans. Uh, but it, it has to do with annuities. And, and I realize that um, uh, my experience does not make me smarter uh, than a lot of folks, but it does give me a different perspective. And sometimes that perspective can be meaningful. And so I wanted to share some of my thoughts with folks as it related to the topic of annuities. Um, and like I said, there's, um, there's a, a great uh, deal of argument about are they good, are they bad, and most, most people unfortunately fall into one group or the other. They're very, very good or they're very, very bad. When the truth is is that neither group is correct in my opinion. They're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it? Are, are you going to give the lawyer answer of it depends? <laughs> of course. But the the bottom line is this. And one an area that I do know more about than any financial advisor and most uh, and and truthfully most attorneys uh, and others has to do with government assistance and when people can be eligible for it and how to protect their assets. And that's one of the reasons we do our seminars each uh, month. And we had a wonderful seminar this past week. Um, but uh, we talk about what all is out there for families that suffer a long-term care crisis, financial crisis, and how they can get support, how they can get financial help and protect their assets at the, at the same time. Well, that's something that I know a whole lot about. And the problem for folks, seniors, is the fact that more than half of us will have a long-term care crisis. And most people do not have a clue how expensive a long-term care crisis is until they suffer one. Now, so what are the percentages? The percentages are awful. If a married couple um, turns 65, um, well, if anyone turns 65 years of age, the, pers- the likelihood of a significant long-term care crisis is 50%. Well, that's too, too high for any of us. And for a married couple who turns 65 together, the likelihood of one of the two having a long-term care crisis is 80%. So those numbers are pretty scary, particularly when you factor in that your health insurance does not pay for long-term care, Medicare does not pay for long-term care, uh, and so unless you are able to receive some form of government assistance, It's all private pay. And the cost of long-term care on the low end is around $3,000 or more, somewhere between $300 and $4,500 a month. And on the high end, somewhere between $6,500 and $8,500 a month, 
assuming that you're not worse. I mean, I've seen nursing home bills as high as $25,000 a month, and that's not rehab. That's, that's care because of the type of care that is offered. And so how many families can afford to do that? Hardly any. So that, what I'm really getting at is, and the reason I'm mentioning it now, as I mention the name annuity, is the fact that financial advisors do not factor in the probability of a long-term care crisis into financial planning. And I, th- I think that's totally wrong. Uh, but, but, but I understand it because they don't have a clue how to help people get financial assistance when they have a long-term care crisis. Um, and and that, that's where there's a, a huge problem. In fact, the chartered uh, financial underwriters, which is a very difficult um, designation to get, they don't teach anything about this risk. The only risk they talk about is market risk. I mean, they talk about different kinds of risk, but the big one is market risk, you know, in terms of the market going up and down, volatility, and the fact that you can lose a corpus, you can lose your investments uh, to, to that volatility. Or if you, then there's a different kind of, of risk if you uh, don't diversify and you have, um, you know, let's say you have your investments into one particular company and then that company goes down the tubes. Uh, you know, a good example of that in this area would be uh, Wachovia Bank. You know, Wachovia Bank at one time was uh, trading at over $100 um, a share uh, and then they were bought out by by First Union, and then they changed their name to Wachovia. And then, unfortunately, the the um, situation at the bank went downhill uh, until the bank was bought out by Wells Fargo at about $6 a share. So the bottom line is, I mean, that's a different kind of risk, um, you know, because a lot of folks who have a lot of appreciation don't want to sell because of the tax uh, consequences involved, you know, capital gains tax. So, you know, there's a lot of different things that go on, but the question is, how does that affect annuities? Well, w- what I'm here to, to tell folks is that it does depend. There are uh, annuities, can, I mean, there are certain annuities that can be extraordinarily good investments. Uh, and I can talk about that. But, it, but the, the key is they need to be purchased by the right people and not purchased by the wrong people. So I want to talk about who – and see, the issue with financial advisors is they tend to try to sell annuities to all seniors, you know, no matter what. They want to put part of those eggs in an annuity basket. Um, and, and because they don't understand when it's not an appropriate uh, investment or it's certainly not in the person's best interest to have their money tied up into an annuity because of the long-term care risk that they don't understand. Uh, but with that said, there are some really good annuities out there too uh, for certain types of folks. 
and we'll address that in just a bit. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking about annuities, Bill, and we were just getting into uh, where this makes sense and where this may not make sense. Well, that's right, and it's all a matter of the kind of, of risk that's involved in the, the purchase. You know, because uh, there are certain types of annuities that uh, that uh, a lot of folks um, listen. Um, in, in other words, it appeals to folks that certain annuities um, eliminate the, the market risk or the systemic risk of the market being so volatile uh, and going down. In other words, we don't want to lose our money. That appeals to everyone, and it certainly appeals to seniors, right? Well, the okay, so that's one kind of risk that annuities actually do a good thing as it relates to that. But here's the problem. What is the risk of your having to liquidate that annuity uh, because of a long-term care crisis? Now, we know that um, historically the market uh, in terms of volatility, typically has a significant down swing. People lose a lot of money, generally about twice in every 10-year period. Okay, so that seems likely. And then, uh, but what's the long-term care risk? Well, typically, when someone is uh, looking at investments, they may have a life expectancy of maybe 15 to 20 years, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. But the bottom line is they have a pretty significant risk of a long-term care crisis in that period of time. Well, what happens when you have to liquidate? Because what folks do know is that if they liquidate within a period of time, most annuities have a penalty period of about 10 years, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less, but around 10 years or more, where if you have to liquidate, you not only lose all your guarantees, you know, of market risk, uh, but you also have to pay the, the uh, insurance company a penalty at the same time. And I've had lots and lots of clients who made the wrong gamble, if you will, bought the annuity, and then five years later had to liquidate, and they ended up getting less money than they actually gave the insurance company to begin with because they had to take a fairly significant penalty, and the market was down uh, inside the annuity. The market was down when they had to liquidate. So the bottom line is is that – they may have given the annuity company $100,000, and they ended up getting back $70,000 because of, of the fact that the guarantees went away. So the question from my perspective is, what is the likelihood 
of that. And and you see, now there's some annuities out there, you know, because the folks who think annuities are the best thing since sliced bread, they'll say, well, you can have an a you can have a rider that will pay you more income if you have a long-term care crisis. But see, generally those don't work. And the reason they don't work is because they don't give people enough income to actually pay the long-term care bills. I mean, for instance, a lot of folks will have an annuity, and let's say the annuity pays them $750 a month. Well, that sounds pretty good. And let's say there's a rider that doubles or triples that payment for, say, five years if you have a long-term care crisis. Well, that's fine, but $1,500 doubling, or if you triple it and you're you know, at 2250, then the bottom line is that doesn't even come close to helping you pay the long-term care bill. And that that's where the problem is because you lose control of your money when you purchase an annuity. In other words, you can't just get it all back. Now, most annuities or many of annuities allow you to get 10% back uh, without a penalty so you can get 10% of your principal back and still have the rest. But again, if you have a long-term care crisis, it's not enough. And so you end up having to liquidate. So the, the moral of the story is that those folks who have limited liquidity, uh, or let's say that their nest egg is, say, $50,000 or a hundred thousand, or a hundred and fifty thousand, or two hundred thousand. If that's all the, if that's that's it, over and above their ha- house, they probably should not be looking at an annuity, even though they are very concerned about losing their principal. So, but the thing about it is, they don't understand these dynamics, and the financial advisors don't understand these dynamics either. And that's where that's where the problem lies. Does does that make sense? It does because <laughs> you know again you're they're eliminating as you said the market risk, but mm-hmm. the long term care portion uh, that's that's something that you have to take into account. Right, no question about it. Um, so if we look at the other side of the coin, who are the what who are the families that where an annuity? is is an okay investment. I mean, you have a lot of different choices out there, but annuities can be a, a great portion of an, of an investment strategy for a number of families. So who are those families? Well, number one would be families who have a really high net worth and good liquidity. So, you know, if you have a net worth of a million and a half or more, uh, then th- th- your uh, investment options include annuities and should. Um, for, those, uh, for those who have extremely large retirement accounts, those folks oftentimes are not good candidates for uh, government assistance planning because of the tax consequences that are involved and having to, uh, particularly if you're single, and let's say you have seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in a uh, in a retirement account, your ability to get long-term care uh, assistance um, would—I mean, you couldn't have that in North Carolina. You couldn't have it. 
anyway um, and still get government assistance. Um, so in essence, you, you would have a huge tax consequence that would be worse than the long-term care bite. <laughs> so you have to weigh the tax consequence with the benefit that you might gain from from getting the government assistance. So again, that's that's a significant issue. So folks with very large retirement accounts, um, again, and actually annuities make extremely good investments for retirement accounts or a portion of people's retirement accounts. And I can talk about that as, as well. Um, uh, people with who have long-term care insurance, if you have adequate long-term care insurance, then sure, an annuity can be part of your, your investment strategy, and that's great. But guess what? Not many of us have long-term care insurance. And, you know, a lot of folks uh, just um, have waited too long or it's too expensive. And it's sort of like, well, we're stuck. We're going to have to hope that we don't have a long-term care crisis. And so those are three general groups where uh, annuities make a lot of sense as a portion, never all your eggs in one basket, but as a portion of your investment strategy. Very good. We'll continue our conversation right after this. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can always find more information about Bill and schedule an appointment by going to WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com, or you can call the office at 919 256 7000. 919 256 7000. Bill, we're talking annuities today, and we've just gone over who annuities make sense for and who they don't make sense for. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one of the things that I do in my uh, law practice, actually, and I've done it for many years, is I do help folks um, who ask me t- by reviewing uh, their financials and also their insurance uh, and what they have and different co- types of insurance, such as life insurance and long-term care insurance, uh, particularly, and uh, those those two types of insurance I review for folks all the time, and also review financials for folks because a lot of folks want a second pair of eyes, if you will, to review what they're doing, and and then there are also a lot of folks who are, ha, have never had a financial advisor or they um, are not happy with their current one, uh, and and they want someone to review. What they have, and I've been doing that for many years, and I'm delighted to do that for my clients and my law practice. That um, uh, I think is something that can be very helpful because, unfortunately, I've seen through the years I've seen a lot of seniors with what I would consider to be very inappropriate uh, investment strategies, and and then what happens is a lot of folks get burned. And they end up um, going back to uh, what they know, which is they can go to the bank and buy CDs, uh, and and that and so they get burned so bad in the markets because they've had poor advice, 
that um, uh, they basically go back to a uh, behind-the-moat type of strategy uh, where uh, all they're doing is is layering out uh, CDs for themselves, which for some folks is actually a good and appropriate strategy. The only problem is that uh, many seniors, when, when that's the only type of investment you have, and I truthfully don't really consider that an investment, I, I really consider that just staying put. Uh, because when you're you, you're at that situation, um, you're not really even beating inflation, which basically means you're either staying put, you're not really making any money, particularly after you pay any taxes on the interest. <laughs> you're actually losing a little ground each year d- due to inflation uh, when that's your only strategy. And most seniors need to take a little more risk than that, but not a whole lot of risk. And so that's, you know, where uh, a lot of folks are. But, you know, so many folks never understand what some of their options are. So let's say that – all right, so from my perspective, I'm not a big advocate for annuities, uh, but at the same time, there are certain annuities that make a lot of sense. And sometimes uh, an annuity is it can be extremely helpful in in, uh, in establishing um, uh, the the um, a benefit. For instance, there are they are used uh, in Medicaid and VA planning. Now, I will say this very quickly. If a person is talking to you about how to become eligible for the VA pension with aid and attendance, and they're telling you that uh, an annuity is is the best way to be eligible, you need to run away from that advisor because uh, while they can help in some instances, more often than not, uh, there's a better way that where you don't have to have uh, an annuity to skin that cat. Uh, but unfortunately, there are f- folks out there that, in my opinion, are taking advantage of our war period veterans uh, by telling them that, that that's the way to do it. And c- clearly, they're trying to help the veteran get the benefit, but they're also trying to sell an annuity at the same time. And that's not a good thing. Uh, an annuity is one of many options that people have. Um, annuities can also be used for Medicaid planning to make assets that are countable, non-countable assets. And so um, it's one strategy. It's not the only strategy. It's one. When when folks tell you there's only one way to do it, then run away from them. <laughs> That's not a good thing. So – uh, let's say that you're an appropriate person to buy any kind of annuity that you want. Um, and, of course, most of my clients are, in fact, seniors. They're my age or older. Uh, <laughs> I have to include myself into that group, unfortunately. Well, or fortunately, I'm still here, and that's a good thing. That's a blessing. Um, so uh, what are they? Well, from my perspective, there's one group that's not appropriate that's clearly not appropriate for a senior, and that's a variable annuity. Now, for a young person, a variable annuity is one financial option that's not inappropriate 
uh, for a young person. But for a senior, a variable annuity has just as much market risk as being in the stock market, and that's not a good thing. So, But there is a group of annuities called fixed indexed annuities. And so, in essence, the invest, in other words, those annuities typically guarantee that you're not going to lose your principal. In other words, that's, that's the deal. That's part of the deal. That's, a, that's um, huge for a lot of seniors. Um, and then the investment inside the annuity is based on an index. So the key is what index are you using and is that index appropriate? And there are some indexes that are far better than other indexes over the long term. And, and then one of the significant things about the indexes is are they capped or uncapped? So what, am I, what do I mean by that? Well, m- many annuities that are fixed and indexed are capped, which basically means let's say they cap – you at 7%. And a lot of us would say, well, 7% is pretty reasonable. I don't mind being capped at that. But that basically means if the index earns 15 or 18%, you're only going to get 7%. And the annuity company keeps the rest. And so that's bad. And it's bad because there are a number of annuities out there that are fixed indexed annuities with a good index that are uncapped which that means if the uh, index this year is 16%, you get 16%. <laughs> so it's not capped, but you still have the same guarantees. And so clearly, from my perspective, fixed indexed annuities are uh, for those seniors where it is an appropriate investment taking in long-term care risks – uh, which is where I differ from so many others, um, then the question is what kind of annuity that you would use for part of, never all of, your nest egg. And the other thing about annuities that I want to make sure people understand is that they're really good for retirement plan assets. And the reason I say that is because when you invest in annuities, uh, the um, gain inside the annuity is taxed. Now, I'm talking about any any annuity. In other words, let's say you've invested $50,000 and it grows to $150,000, so it's doubled uh, uh, like that twice. Um, the the bottom line is, is that when you take it out, two-thirds of the payment is going to be taxed at ordinary income tax rates. And that's true even if you die and your children inherit the annuity, they pay the ordinary income tax just like you would at their at their tax rate. And so with a retirement account, you're paying uh, whether it's you or your children who've, uh, who are your beneficiaries, uh, when you receive a retirement account, Uh, a traditional IRA, you pay the income tax on all of it that's distributed. There's no step up in income tax basis on an annuity, and that's any annuity. But it doesn't make any difference with a retirement account 
because there's no step up on any retirement account, no matter how you invest it. So when you look at it that way, then a retirement plan invested into an annuity as part of your investment strategy, never all, it can, can be a smart because then you're protecting that, that portion of your nest egg and you might be able to take a little extra risk if, if you so desire with the balance of your retirement account. So it, it, um, it can be a, a decent strategy for folks. But, you know, again, you know, retirement accounts make sense. Now, what do I mean by step up in basis? <laughs> Let's say that you, you – um, well, you can think about it as like real estate that you've purchased or stock – that you've equities, not mutual funds, not. Uh, but let's say you you've uh, purchased um, uh, Microsoft, and you bought it 20 years ago, and now it's worth a hundred times what you paid for it, and you've been getting dividends for the last number of years as well. Well, upon your and so let's say you paid ten dollars a share for it, and now it's worth a thousand dollars a share. Well, you have a capital gain in that stock of $990 per share. Uh, and so that's why a lot of families don't want to sell that stock. Not uh, Well, it's also good stock, but that's a different issue. But the bottom line is that you don't want to pay the tax, so you don't sell. But upon your death, your children get what's called a step-up, or your spouse get a step-up in income tax basis to the value at the date of death. So fair market value at the date of death. So that would be, in this case, $1,000. So when your basis steps up to the current value and you sell it after death under those circumstances, you pay no tax at all, no capital gains, because your basis is what the value of the stock is. You know, and um, So it's 1000 minus minus 1000 and that's zero, so zero tax. That's what step up in basis is, and it applies to any kind of long, you know, any anything that you've owned for, for what's called long-term capital gains. Uh, it applies to any property, whether it's real estate or equities, but it, it doesn't apply to mutual funds, and it doesn't apply to annuities. So, um, you know, it those are really important aspects <laughs> of, you know, why an, uh, annuities can be good or bad. To, it depends. It depends. <laughs> the key phrase there. It depends. Well, again, you know, Bill says that uh, you know the, it, this is part of the uh, financial analysis that you do. And if you're interested in setting up an appointment and seeing if uh, one of these uh, annuities makes sense for you, set up an appointment by going to wgalaw.com. That's wgalaw.com, or calling the office at nine one nine two five six seven thousand nine one nine. Two five six seven thousand. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News 
News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. And I want to remind everyone that uh, we just had some seminars this week, Bill, this past Wednesday. And if folks missed it, they've got an opportunity now to register for free for the August seminar that's coming up on Wednesday, August 8th. You can go to WGALaw.com and register for free there, or you can also call the office at 919 919- Two five six seven thousand, and it's a great way to get some free information from you, Bill. Well, it is, and and I truly enjoy my seminars uh, because I enjoy getting in front of folks and trying to teach them some things that can be helpful. And and when it comes to long term care and government assistance, those are areas where people cannot get accurate information on their own. Um, that's it's one of the sad things, but you can't learn how to um, get Medicaid from a book. It it doesn't exist, and part of the reason is that every state does it differently. Um, it, you can't get a book on how to get VA pension benefits uh, for aid and attendance because the VA doesn't publish anything like that. Uh, And the bottom line is that, uh, and it's even harder to get accurate information because everybody thinks they know a little bit about um, government assistance. And one of the big myths that the financial advisors miss when it comes to government assistance is that they truly believe that you have to be poor, dirt poor, in order to receive Medicaid or VA pension benefits. And, and those, that is so not true in either case. And so that's one of the reasons why it's so important for folks uh, to come to the seminar and understand. And I would say financial advisors need to come to the seminar too to learn the fact that what they think is true is just not true, and they need to look at it in, with a different perspective. Um, the, um, uh, you know, the financial advisor's cure for um, long-term care issues is one thing, long-term care insurance. You, you either buy it or you should have bought it. And if you didn't buy it, then too bad. But they, don't, they still don't take into consideration the fact that government assistance is something that can be extremely important to families. Uh, and the risk is pretty high that any of us will actually need it. So, again, that's really important. And, of course, I would say again that, that this is something that I do, and I'm happy to review folks' uh, financials and insurance uh, in my office uh, because that's something that I've been doing for many, many, many years. And um, And I think it's helpful to folks to know if they're um, – if their finances are appropriate based on their circumstances, which is what I, I look at. Yeah, you can set up an appointment with Bill by calling the office at 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000, or head over to WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com. And Bill, I was, I was going to point out that we 
put off talking about procrastination till the end of the show, but I'm not going to point that out. Well, no, I'm I mean, not point okay, that out. okay, we procrastinated about it. <laughs> Actually, it's a really good point because, um, and this is an area where I say, do what I say and don't watch what I do because I'm a victim of procrastination myself. And I'll just give you a little story about it. Is and, and the fact, and I tell folks is one of the most important thing about estate planning is do it now. Don't put it off. And and so many folks put it off because why? They don't understand it. They don't understand the options. They don't understand what they might do. Uh, in fact, I just had a wonderful consult with a family that I met with three years ago, and it was like Groundhog Day. They came back in after three years, and we discussed the very same things again. Their circumstances had changed a little bit, and that really gave them the incentive to go forward. But truthfully, they should have gone. They should have done it three years ago. But I have to say this on myself: I did the same thing when it came to long-term care insurance which I purchased for myself and my wife. But truthfully, I should have bought it 10 years before I did. Now, and I procrastinated because I was trying to figure out what was the best way to purchase it. And I kept putting it off because I kept seeing different kinds of alternatives and options. And yes, it was confusing. I had to figure it out, which I finally did. But I would have been so much better off and it would have been so much less expensive if I had simply made a decision 10 years earlier uh, rather than feeling like I had to figure it out myself, which, of course, is what I try to do and it's what a lot of my clients try to do, too. They try to figure it out and realize that it's more than they, you know, it's the kind of thing you know what you know and you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) But procrastination hurts us and uh, I fall victim to it as well but I know better and the thing about it is sometimes you just have to trust people that you can trust and make decisions based on advice that good professionals give you and uh, and go for it and and that's really what it's all about and as you learned it can cost you big time and you know especially when you're dealing with asset protection as you said acting sooner rather than later is is key absolutely and and part of it um is not necessarily giving up control giving yourself flexibility i don't know anybody that wants to give up control before they have to and that's part of my planning for sure because I'm a big believer in keeping control until you just can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's good advice. WGALaw.com if you want to set up an appointment with Bill. WGALaw.com or call the office at 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Running out of time here, but I want to remind you that you can catch Bill again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., but this time on the TV on CW22. That's with the TV show Money Secrets, Bill. And this is, again, another great, great way for people to get some information from you. And you also have a book out. 
by the same name, Money Secrets with Bill and Mike, or Mike and Bill. I don't know what the Bill and Bill is. and Mike. Bill, Bill and Mike. Mike. Okay, mm-hmm. well that's good. I like having the B first. It rolls off a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Bill and Mike, Money Secrets. You can find that on Amazon. Uh, again, this is just more great information that people can get from you about protecting their money. Thanks. I appreciate that very much. I enjoy doing enjoy doing it. Well, good, good. We like having you here, Bill, and we're uh, planning on you being again here next week. We hope that you'll join us, too. Every Saturday morning at 11, it's Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for listening. We'll hope you'll do it again next week. Have a great weekend, everyone. Mm -hmm.